Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom convo. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. I'm Mike Vardy. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because Crash Plan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? It's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com. 
prolonlife.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. My friend Chris Ducker is on the show this week. We have had numerous chances to hang out with each other. And uh, I'm going to be hanging out with him again in March of 2017 as a speaker at Tropical Think Tank, which I'm really excited about. We talk about that during this episode. We also talk about the idea of Upreneur, some of the, you know, the books that he's been surprised by, things like that. But the books he's been surprised by, humor, all that kind of stuff, falls into the Patreon bonus content that you would get as a Patreon supporter. So head over to patreon.com slash productivity to learn more about that. Enough about that, though. This is a great conversation with a really smart guy. So glad to have Chris on the show. Uh, we talk about a ton of stuff. 
all entrepreneurial related. We have a blast and I hope you enjoy it. So here is my conversation with my friend Chris Ducker on the Productivity Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Chris Ducker to the Productivity Podcast. Chris, thanks for joining me today. It is all my pleasure, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's it, uh, we, We're recording this in the in the evening hours here. What time is it where you're at right now? It's almost one o'clock in the afternoon here in the Philippines. So you're so you're you're post lunch. I'm post dinner, almost ready for nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm mid launch, really. If we're going to yeah, get technical here, I'm mid launch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, first off, we've known each other for a number of years now. It's a, I'm glad to finally have you on the show uh, because it's been you know I mean yeah. What we, took you so bloody long? I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's the time difference. It's the time yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I wanted to talk to you today about first off the growth of your business from where you when we first met you were doing a lot of stuff revolving around virtual and you still do virtual assistant stuff like let's let's be clear oh, but yeah. but but there's been. And I just had a podcast episode a couple months ago where we talked about pivoting and I don't want to use that term because not really a pivot but you you're you've. Would you say there's been like a shift or just an enhancement or perhaps a, 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 um, an evolution into what you do at, at, at your site, chrisducker.com, where there's a focus more on, on um, the, the larger sense of entrepreneurial you know, pursuits and entrepreneurism? Would you, would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't necessarily think it is a pivot per se, although, mm-hmm. although it was intentional. It wasn't by accident. Um, what happened really was when I first started you know, blogging almost, what, seven years ago now. Um, when I first started blogging and podcasting, I was focused more on the virtual assistant and the team building and the outsourcing type of thing. And I still have businesses. I have two different businesses, one which is a very large uh, BPO call center in the Philippines, and then one uh, one other which is Virtual Starfinder, which a lot of people online know me for because it's aimed more towards the entrepreneur and the small business owner rather than the big corporate firms that we you know we take care of at the call center. So I'm, I'm still involved in the outsourcing game. Uh, I still talk about you know outsourcing and, and the importance importance of virtual team delegation. Obviously, we've got virtual freedom, which is coming up on almost three years old now and and still selling very, very well. Um, But what happened was I noticed that people weren't saying things like, are you checking out? Because when I first started blogging, I was blogging under the banner of virtual business lifestyle which is, I think, where you and I kind of first started conversing with each other many, many moons ago, right? Mm -hmm. So I noticed a couple of years into that blogging and that podcasting journey, people weren't saying, do you read Virtual Business Lifestyle? Or do you listen to the Virtual Business Lifestyle podcast? They were saying, do you listen to Chris Ducker's podcast? Do you read Chris Ducker's blog? So this personal brand element of my business online started to develop quite unintentionally, actually. But going into the latter part of 2012, I really decided that this is what I wanted to do. I want to focus on the personal brand, on the thought leadership, on that kind of entrepreneurial pursuit type focus in terms of creating content and helping people build profitable businesses. And that's exactly what I decided to go ahead and do. And we hit the button late 2012 and everything just blew up. 
book deal came in, speak and went through the roof, which was already there, but it went through the roof. Um, obviously, we redesigned and relaunched everything at ChrisDucker.com. Uh, and, you know, it was only a couple, it was only, what, another couple of years down the line when Youpreneur turned up. We went now, what, a year and a half into that. And uh, it just, it, it kind of all just morphed. It was intentional, but I wouldn't call it a pivot per se. It was an intentional kind of morphing into the focus of helping entrepreneurs build businesses around their personal brands. That simple. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about, as you're going through this, I mean, I was known, my blog, when I when we first met, I mean, I was obviously doing some productivity writing, but for larger brands, like the Next Web and Lifehack and, and all yeah. those places. But my blog was called Vardy.me. And then somewhere along the line, I think I mentioned it during a podcast where I said, I, 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 I just off the cuff, Again, this is, wasn't intentional, but I said, you know, I'm kind of like a productivityist, is what I said, and all of a sudden, it—that's what people caught into. Someone yeah. meant someone blogged about it. They said that I'm—they called themselves a productivityist, and they said I learned this from Mike Vardy. You coined the phrase, and I decided at that point that Vardy.me needed to be changed to productivityist. Now, I want to talk about personal brand building because the mistake I made. And, and this is maybe something that you probably find people doing is that when they pivot or pivot or change or whatever, decide to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go from being this to this, I'm going to go from this area to this area, is that they try to make it impersonal. Like I went productivity is when I first started pushing it after the change of, of the name, I made it sound like it was a company, like it wasn't me, like I was the leader mm. of it. But and that didn't work so well. Why do yeah. you think that is? Well, I think because people want to do business with other people. I think that's the big thing. This is my P2P philosophy, which I've been harping on about for over three years now, that people-to-people connection uh, and that, that, that focus on that relationship philosophy of doing business with other people as a person yourself. Uh, you know, the big brands will always want to do business with other big brands thing. Maybe it's a comfort factor. Maybe it's just a, an ego thing or whatever. But I truly believe, particularly when we talk about online business, that people want to do business with other people. That's simple. And so uh, I think probably one of the reasons why it hit or rather missed a little bit before it started hitting for you was the fact that, like you said, you started making it sound more like a company and less personal. Um, now, I'm not saying that you've got to go ahead and start blogging and creating content uh, and building a brand around your own personal domain name, such as I do at chrisducker.com. You're, you know, you're, you're walking, talking proof that you don't need to do that, Mike, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what you do need to do is be quite intentional, in the way that you focus on building that brand based around whatever the brand is, whether it's your own name or a brand name in your case. So I think ultimately, it doesn't really matter one way or the other, but you've got to be intentional in the way that you set it up. And for me, without a shadow of a doubt, I would focus in on the fact that it's got to you know, kind of live and grow and breathe around that P2P core philosophy. Yeah, it's, as soon as I made the shift, you know, back to saying it's me, I, I removed the we and put the I back in it and all that stuff. And yeah, I have a team that works with me, a small team, and it's growing. Uh, all of a sudden, it felt like I was being myself again. And I think that's what a lot of people get. I think that's where a lot of people get confused about personal branding and building your personal brand as a business is that they feel that it's some of the authenticity might be removed from the equation. How do you get people when you work with them to kind of get around that? Because I don't think that's the case. 
Well, no, I mean, look, people, like I said, people want to do business with other people. Yeah, and when, yeah, I, yeah. when I, when I first started um, blogging, I was hiding, quite mm-hmm. frankly, behind that virtual business lifestyle label. Um, I, w- I wasn't going all out when I should have been going out on certain things, uh, certain topics, subjects, uh, uh, opinion pieces, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was pulling back mostly because I was concerned what some of my corporate clients would think about mm. the things I was saying first and foremost. Then I was pulling back a little bit because I felt like to a certain degree, I didn't really have much clout in the space. Um, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, how much clout is enough, right? Like, you know, right. you think of somebody like a personal brand entrepreneur, such as, you know, um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or Richard Branson, for example, they've got lots and lots and lots of clout, but still I guarantee it. Even Branson, maybe a little harder for Branson than, than Gary, but even Branson could probably sit at an airport somewhere and have thousands of people walk by him in the space of an hour and not recognize him. Mm-hmm. So how much is clout really worth? You know what I mean? In the grand scheme of it. But I think my issue was that I didn't want to upset people. I didn't want to ruffle feathers. But then when I made that decision in late 2012 to go full on with me as the brand, the, the overwhelming decision was to not hold back, was to be me all the time and to hell with the consequences to a certain degree, right? It was like, well, and this is what, you know, the term I use is market like a magnet. You attract the best and repel the rest. And that's a tweetable, baby. Um, <laughs> but that's what, we sh- that's what we should be looking to do. We should be looking to do exactly that with the way that we put ourselves forward, with the content that we create, with, you know, what we say, when we say it, how we say it, where we say it. Um, And if we do that, we will attract the right kind of people that will ultimately end up doing business with us in some capacity. And exactly the same time, we'll repel away the people that aren't going to be all about what we're about. And they're the people that you don't want. They're the toxic people. They're the time-wasting people. They're the refund-grabbing people. You don't want those people in your business or your life. You want the people that get you and what you stand for and what you're all about. And that's really what I focus in on. That's what I help other people do as well. And like I said, to hell with the consequences. Because if you bring in the right people into your tribe, only good things can happen. You know, one of the posts, in fact, I, I, I'm looking at your blog again right now, which is something, and again, it'll be in the show notes, but this this post in particular, because I think a lot of people, when it comes to productivity, they don't do this. And I preach it too. And I also fall prey to not doing it. And you mentioned this in the post too, is why you need to slow down to achieve more. Mm. A lot of people have this preconceived notion that the faster they go, the better the results or the more they'll get done. And... You talk about in this post, you know, the reasons behind. It's funny, I, you and I have talked about this before off, off the record where, you know, you know that I don't believe productivity is about speed. I believe you, we mentioned intention. To me, productivity is intention plus attention. Like that's, that's the key to productivity, not, not speed. Speed comes, but it's got to be the other two things first. When did you, and you've gotten here how you've burned out twice before. And it's funny, you know, mm. we, we just finished seeing each other as we're recording this. I mean, this, is, this has been recorded a while ago. But we saw each other at, at FinCon in San Diego. And, and when I was there, it was the beginning of me traveling for about four weeks straight. 
two of those weeks were not anticipated travel and they came up, there were opportunities that showed up at the last minute. And instead of me, you know, maybe taking a step back and saying no to some of them, I actually said yes to all of them. And I experienced a brief period of, you know, like, whoa, I need to take a week off. I feel Mm -hmm. like burnout's coming on. What, how did you slow down and how did you figure out, okay, how did you figure out the cadence of, this is where, okay, things are speeding up too much. I'm going to pull things back. Yeah, man. Like, you know, this was, uh, the big one for me was that that first real heavy burnout. The second burnout was was nowhere near as bad. It only took me a few days to really uh, kind of recover, quote unquote. The first one, late 2009, which I talk about in the introduction of virtual freedom, uh, was the really hard one. That was like time in hospital. We're talking antidepressants and massive weight loss and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think... For me now, what I, in terms of like, how did I slow down? I delegated like crazy, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how I kind of got, got over that first bout of burnout and how I've kept it, you know, at bay ever since. Even though I'm, I'm, my, my, my output nowadays is, is, you know, higher and, and bigger than ever before, but because of the fact that I've built the team around me to do what I need to do um, and to serve the people that I serve. And I believe that you should serve first, not sell. You know, we should be serving our people more through our content, through our work, through our products, our services, and everything. And if you serve people in the right way, the selling almost happens all by itself. Obviously, you've got to you've got to send those launch emails out, but ultimately the selling will 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 take place pretty much on its own based on the fact that you've been serving on and off for so long. So that's what I focus on now. I focus on the serving of my audience and my community rather than kind of being stuck in the middle of it all. Uh, and really, it's come down to delegation, man. That, that's, and, you know, and not only that, but making the very clear distinction when it comes to the beginning and the end of my workday. Uh, I don't work Fridays. I haven't done for almost four years now. Uh, it, I call it hashtag no work Friday. And um, every Friday, I go out and I just do something to have fun and completely unwind when the little one's still at school and, uh, you know, it's me and the wife. And sometimes it's a double bill at the movie. Sometimes it's an extra yoga class. Sometimes we go and eat cake all afternoon. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it, there's, there's nothing really cast in stone with it. And it, it, it's just about knowing when to switch off and knowing when to, uh, kind of flip the switch and say, no talking about work, no discussing projects or opportunities. Let's just bloody have some fun. And I think that's, uh, you know, something that a lot of people, particularly in the entrepreneurial space, they've lost their way a little bit on that. And that's why I'm so, so, so much pleasure seeing uh, our good mutual friend, Joel Com come out with his new podcast entitled Fun, uh, where he's talking to entrepreneurs about the importance of just bloody having fun nothing else. And I think it's important. So that, that's where we focus on. And, you know, slowing down really came down to just delegating things out and focusing on what I should be doing and what only I can do, which nine times out of 10 nowadays is just create the content that I create to serve people better. We talk about delegation. I want to get into that a little bit, but I want to talk about just deleting. So just getting rid of something. When you're mm. looking at the things that you – do you find that you're delegating at first and then it's just getting deleted because you've kind of freed up that bandwidth and said, you know what, forget it? Or 
do you find that before you delegate a lot of the stuff to your team or even kind of internally and say, okay, well, these are things that I, I feel only I can do. Do you still, do you get to that point where you're finding your, again, back in, back to the idea of, you know, achieving more by slowing down that you're like, you know, I'm going to kill a couple of these things because th- it really doesn't serve as much as I'd like it to. Yeah. That's a really good question. I mean, look, the fact is whenever we say yes to something, we instantly say no to something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, you know, I've gotten to the point, you know, definitely in the last 18 to 24 months where I've started to say no way more, way, way, way more. Um, and not just to things like opportunities or podcast interviews or speaking engagements or whatever, just no in general. Like, no, I'm not going to spend an hour, you know, reading other people's tweets to see what they're up to, to gain me ideas for content, for example, uh, which you can get great ideas from. No, I'm not going to do that. I will get someone else to do it for me and they can send me a little report based on what they think, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think that becomes very intentional, Mike, you know, that, 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 that deleting not only from your mental bandwidth, but also from your, your output bandwidth as well. I think that becomes very, very intentional. And I have become acutely aware of when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Again, going back to what I was talking about, I will only work on things that I truly believe that only I can and should be doing. Everything else is delegated. One of the other things I know you do, and it uh, it's funny, I, I kind of look at the way uh, I was talking to somebody else about this today about how I have to put myself in the shoes that only I can be in. For example, we, we have a lot of mutual friends that are single. They can travel, do whatever they want. They can live the mobile <laughs> lifestyle. And then uh, I'm like, oh, man, they're doing so many awesome things. I wish I could do more of those things. And then I look at the back of my phone, which is a, 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 you know, a custom-made case, and it's got yep. my two kids on it. So I'm like, oh. Well, there's two reasons why. Number one, I, these guys are, are paramount. Number two, that's why they're not able, that's why they're doing more is because, or do, are able to do more of those things because they don't have these two priorities in front of them. Um, I, you know, I, I want to talk about being everywhere. You talked about this with, with uh, Pat Flynn, I believe, on a recent podcast, like a podcast that one of your podcasts that was like why it's important that you kind of put yourself out there in as many places as possible. I'm, I'm, I'm correct in, in that, right? You did talk yes, about indeed, that. Yes, yeah. Now, when within you, reason, within, that's that's what here's here's my here's the caveat. When you see a tool like Vine, which died on the Vine not too long ago, where you see these, you've, like, been, you've been gagging to say that. I've been you? waiting, waiting, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait until Periscope fails. I'm like down Periscope. Anyway, oh no, don't say that. <laughs> I love Periscope way too much for it to die anytime soon. I love it. But when if that happens, like, how do you kind of just, when you're evaluating these things, do you, are you, again, intentionally, are you saying, okay, I'm going to spend this this much time on this. This is when I'm going to do these things so that you don't get scattered. Like, you, you and I have talked about mm-hmm. batching before. Or do you... Do you take a step back and evaluate and go, you know what, I'm going to end this thing now uh, and and focus on something like how do you balance that? Because I know a lot of people when they're when they're when they're starting their own entrepreneurial endeavors and or even if they're not and they're just trying to figure all this stuff out, they, they don't know where to 
where to go and they see somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk who's everywhere and they're like, I can't possibly do that very well everywhere. They're being unrealistic about it. How do you, you know, wage that battle for lack of a better term? Well, you've got to understand people like Gary and I, we have teams behind us yeah. to help us be everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you think Gary is posting? Do you think Gary's editing every video? Not a shoots? chance. Do you think he's posting it to his YouTube channel? Do you think he's posting everything on his Instagram account? No, he's not. He's got a team of people helping him to do all that stuff. Do you, do you think he's actually sitting there typing his blog posts? No. They're brilliantly written, and they're all based off of what he thinks and what he says and his opinion on things. But he's got a... T- team of people helping him to create all this content and he's very he's very very honest with it he, he puts mm-hmm. it out there um you know so i i think to a newbie it can all become very 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 overwhelming um and i think that's why it's important not to become too much of a consumer of information uh too much of a viewer of information and more so focus on actually creating your own stuff but to your point in regards to being everywhere the game has changed in the last six months it's changed in the last year the last 18 months and guess what it will continue to change it's called evolving it's called life and business it is what it is and so because of that i think it's also important for us to change regularly as well as other opportunities and put in front of us. For example, you mentioned Periscope. When Periscope hit the scene, you know, what was it? Very early on in 2000 or so of um, 2015 or so. Like my, yeah. You know, I, I was quite wary of live video as a whole, even though I, I believe I've, you know, I've got the personality and I can ad lib pretty well to do live video well. Um, I was a little wary of it because it's bloody live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But once I started using it and I started getting feedback from people and I started seeing how things were working, I was a complete believer. I, I fell in love with Periscope and I still love Periscope. In fact, actually, I'll pick Periscope over Facebook Live at this point to do real live video broadcasts because I just get a better turn up rate on Periscope than I do on Facebook Live. Plain simple. For live, in terms of overall reach, I think Facebook Live trumps Periscope still. But uh, in terms of actual live broadcast, I think Periscope is, is still better. So that's where I focus my time on, on when I want real live interaction. Um, but again, it, you know, being everywhere means having a presence everywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean being everywhere all day long. So I think the rule of thumb here really is to pick two or three platforms on top of your own hub, so your own website, your home, on top of your own hub, maybe two, maximum of three platforms to spend a little bit of time on on a regular basis throughout the course of the week. For me, it's Twitter, number one. It's Facebook, number two. And then it's usually Periscope, number three, at this point. But I also spend a little bit of time on Instagram as well. So it really depends on how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, what type of content I want to share. Um, and I think as long as you've got a good team behind you to help you, you can manage all those things relatively well. But for the newbie, don't get overwhelmed in watching what people like Gary and I and other people that are putting out a lot of content are doing. Focus on yourself. Do you. And, and be the best version of you that you can be to attract the right kind of people to, to you know, continue to serve. So, Chris, you've got something going on with Youpreneur that I want to mm. make sure we close out with because uh, it's it, – speaking of, you know, transformation, 
changes, things like that. There's something going on with you, Preneur, that, that and, and based on all the stuff we've talked about today and based on what, you know, I mean, all the work you put out there, I think it's something that, that my audience definitely needs to hear about. So can you give a sense of what's, what's, what's happened with you, Preneur, and where people can maybe get in on the... Is it called Youpreneur 2.0 at this point, do you think? Or <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, you know, I think if, if we were to put a point point oh on it, I think it would probably be Youpreneur 3.0. So Youpreneur was was kicked off September 2015 as a entrepreneurial community online uh, with lots of learning, with lots of content and proprietary content at that. Um, and it was always kind of focused around being a mastermind community. We rejigged it and relaunched it in June 2016 uh, with a brand new dashboard, brand new forum, brand new everything. And people went crazy for it. They loved it. But going into the latter part of 2016, what we discovered was that although people had access to all of the training content that we've got. Although people had access to the forums, they weren't utilizing them as best as they should be for the fact that they were paying for access to this community, right? So we did some surveying. We got on Skype. We talked with a lot of our members, both old and new. Um, and what we really discovered was that people actually wanted a little bit more of a program, a little bit more hand-holding in the first kind of um, infancy, should we say, of their membership. And so what we've done is we've kind of rejigged things again, uh, and we've launched Youpreneur now as a program, as an academy, ultimately. Um, and that's what it is. It's an online brand business academy now. So we've got three months worth of hand-holding uh, in regards to building your brand, marketing your brand and then monetizing your brand into that kind of successful, profitable business. Uh, and there are worksheets and weekly emails and videos and live Q&A calls every month and all this kind of stuff. This is the stuff that people have wanted pretty much from day one, but they were not vocal enough for us to discover it right out the gate. But now, you know, like with most things, you speak with people enough, they'll eventually start opening up. And there was this kind of resounding uh, feeling from everyone that they just wanted their hands held more at the beginning of that Youpreneur journey. So that's what we've done. We've rolled it out. It's at youpreneur.com. That's youpreneur.com. We're bang smack in the middle of the launch right now. There's tons of bonuses and lots of other stuff. People get in within the next week. But if you're listening to this, after that, don't worry. There'll be a wait list. You can pop your email in and we'll be able to let you know when we open the doors next in a few months from now. Chris, this has been great. I'm glad we finally got together to chat. I can't wait to see you at uh, Tropical Think Tank. I can't wait to cross the pond for the first time. And I got to say, when did I? It's got to be 20 year, 23 years. Wow. 23 years since I've been across the ocean. So, well, uh, And I've never I'll, been to that part of the world. So I'm looking forward I'll, to it. I'll put our little prayer to the weather gods that you don't have too much of a bumpy ride. And uh, we look forward to hosting you and the missus. And more, most importantly, I'm looking forward to seeing you throw value bombs like Pokemon balls out into the audience. <laughs> because I tell you, these guys are revved up that you're coming. They're looking forward to hearing from me and we can't wait to host you, man. Awesome. Where can people find you online? Uh, you've mentioned a whole bunch of stuff, but where where's the best place for people to go to find you, both just in terms of your hub as well as socially? Well, it's chrisducker.com. That's the you know the blog and the website over there, chrisducker.com. And then everywhere else online, I'm at chrisducker. Simple as that. Awesome. Thanks again, Chris, for joining me. All right. My pleasure. Now, remember, Chris and I didn't have a lot of time to talk because he's a very busy guy. But we got a lot out there in the, the time period that you just listened to. But bonus content. Again, the books that he's read that he's surprised by. 
using humor, you know, in what you do. Uh, you know, the idea of lessons learned through things like Tropical Think Tank, things like that, all in the bonus content that you'll be able to hear over at Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash productivity to learn more about that and all the perks you can get by contributing as little as a dollar a month. And that just helps make the show better. John Polstra, my producer, thank you so much for producing this episode. Thanks to all of you for listening to this week's episode. And thanks to Chris for joining me, taking the time out of his busy schedule to spend some time with me and share his thoughts and ideas with you. That's it for this week's episode. I will be back next week with a shiny new episode. Until then, remember to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>